The road to success? Well, that's where we've been on that for 37 years. No, I made a left turn off of it. We, <laughs> we made a lot of turns. Yes, we did. Yeah. Oh, well. So here we are again, rolling tow or trucking business and beyond, whatever you want to call it. Um, or it's Mike and Kevin Beckett on it's September. It's September, September something. 7th. Is it the 7th? Yeah. Okay. Of 2023. Okay. Time keeps marching on. It's been coming, uh, I guess, only not nine years since we've been doing this thing. But been a good nine years. Has it been nine years? Almost. Wow. You'd think we figured out how to do it. <laughs> we've almost figured out how to do it. No, I don't want to figure it out. I think we were doing better when before the dog chewed the uh, cables and <laughs> we had the headsets. But I like the microphones we got. Okay. <laughs> Whatever works. Yep. Yeah, so, uh, yes, this is the Rolling Toe Show. I, I don't know what Kevin was talking about earlier because we couldn't exactly hear it. And we don't care. Oh, yeah, he's got his, his own gig. Yeah, we've got our gig. I'm thinking about changing our gig again. Oh. Yep. I think we need to get into health food. What? Yeah. Health food? Health food. Yeah. Brats, hot dogs. Brats and hot dogs. Cheeseburgers. So those are the healthy foods. Those are the healthy foods, yes. I just got back from my cardiologist yesterday. He didn't mention those. He didn't. <laughs> <laughs> well, he doesn't know what he's talking about. <laughs> <laughs> Cheeseburger in paradise. Sounds good to me. Cheeseburger. Well, you know, I yes, there is a, is a short comment on our recently passed um, uh, singers and songwriters. The almighty Buffett. Yeah, yeah. Jimmy Buffett, been a longtime songwriter. Uh, there's another guy that died. I can't remember his name. Smash Mouth. Smash Mouth guy. Yeah. Right. He uh, apparently uh, lived full throttle empty bottles. Yes. And died of an alcohol-related... Alcohol, and drugs, and too much sex. <laughs> right. What a way to in go. In his 50s, he died there. What a way to go. Right. And Jimmy Buffett, uh -huh. I, this is, I don't have confirmation on this, but I understand he died of an aggressive form of skin cancer. That is correct. So living a life on the ocean... Or on the beach, anyway. A little too much sun really leads to probably. That. So you know, I guess you choose. Yeah, but, how you're but he was seventy some years old. Right. Oh yeah. 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 As old or a little older than you? He's older than me. Yeah. A couple three years. <clears throat> yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah. Well, and I, I guess I don't know his whole history, but he only survived the or, or only it's only noted that he had the one bout of cancer. Yeah, I don't know about any other history yeah. he's had. You yourself have been... And he's had that cancer for about four years. Yeah. You yourself have been bouting it out with cancer since... I was 28. 28, which would have been... A long time ago. A long time ago. <laughs> Approaching 50 years ago. So a 50-year-long battle against cancer. Yeah. So if you want a cheeseburger, go ahead and have a fried I, I, cheeseburger. I'm at the point, I don't care. You know, I want a cheeseburger. I want a hot dog. I want, <laughs> I want whatever. I want, I want a big double chocolate cake with some ice cream on the side. Right, right. What are they going to do to me? No, nothing. <laughs> no. I've had cancer eight times. Yeah. I've had a stroke. Got slightly elevated blood pressure. I'm a little bit overweight. I served three years in the Army during Vietnam. Mm -hmm. Okay. Uh, I've been married to the same woman for 57 years, and she hasn't killed me yet. What am I worried about? She's got the frying pans, though. Oh, she does. Oh, she does. <laughs> she's good with them. She's, she's armed and ready. Yeah, but she hasn't killed me yet. I got a hard time. Yeah, not yet. You just... Step out of line once, though. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, she still introduces me as her first husband. <laughs> cool. So what is going on here in the office? Here, now that you're mostly not at the office. I ain't here, man. Oh, we got, uh, well, there's good things happening all over the country. Yeah. I, uh, to, I'm still wrestling with how to deal with Rocky's uh, trip to West Virginia. I've decided uh, I can't. We need to help with the marketing of our products too. So I need. I'm, I'm just going to go ahead and not charge them for the shipping and the, probably the cost of the books that we sent. 
So that's fine. Exactly. You, you sold them to at a discount, so you can make a little money, right? Exactly. I said, well, yeah, and he didn't really sell much. So uh, to me, let's uh, you know, let's just make sure that we help our that's guys fine. and that's spread fine. the word. Help them out. Uh, that's, a, that's a minor detail. Uh, also, got uh, Canadian stuff and Mexican stuff and. Uh, the word spreading. A couple of big fleets are talking to us. Big fleets. We're talking to big fleets. We're talking to tiny fleets. We may even turn into a real business here. Well, it, it kind of has been uh, for a while, and it's just uh, trying to maintain it. Yeah. Okay. Right. And next week, I'm going to the South Dakota Trucking Association Convention. You were invited. In Sioux Falls. Yes. I'll be part of a discussion panel or, or a roundtable or, or some sort of thing. Tell me if they actually have a roundtable. I'll be, well, they they, Get probably, they probably have 10 or 12 small roundtables that seat six small people. Round <laughs> and they're all in the room, probably. Who knows? Mm-hmm. But I'll be going up there. I'll be doing this show from the road. Right. Kevin will be here manning the main uh, main desk, and I'll call in from the road and be on it. So, yeah, yeah. as long as reception holds up on 29 or 80, whatever you happen to I'll be. probably pull over. Mike. Yeah, find some place with decent signal and just pull over and do the show and then continue. Uh-huh. Okay. And in, and in October, about the 10th of October, I have to be in Chicago to do a presentation there. Right. And this, now, both, I'm... I'm just giving away secrets here, uh, plans. Now, you're not uh, giving away your number here. We always give away the tech line here. Right. Uh, and the, the the thing is, though, that in both of those cases, um, somebody went around my back uh-huh. <laughs> and, and got a hold of you yeah. and convinced you to, to, to go, go to do Chicago. it yourself. Yeah. Instead of just having us take care of it. Yeah. Well, I'm a softie. You are. And you are. and if I get out of town uh, once in a while. Uh, once a month. Once a month, you know, that's fine. Maybe less than once a month. <clears throat> Maybe. We'll see how it goes. If somebody, if somebody offers you a plane ticket to get out of Iowa in December. <laughs> I might not take it. You might not. I might not. You never know. I Going someplace where it's hot and then I sweat doesn't appeal to me. <laughs> All right. Well, maybe someplace where it's cold. We'll see. All right. All right. We got three callers on here. Then I guess we better talk to them. I don't really. Okay. We got uh, somebody from Delaware. Let's go ahead and talk to them. They're the first one on the list. Hello, maybe Lou. Yes, this is Lou. I have heard you guys Hello talk there. about book. Hello. I've heard you guys talk yeah. about bushings and using a different yep. bushing. Um, I was wondering what Atro that bushing. is. What are they? Atro, A-T-R-O. It's is a, that the brand uh, name of them? That yes. is the brand name. Yep. It's, they make bushings for all the different positions on a truck. and uh, It's they, not rubber. It's some kind of poly, whatever. Yeah. But works really well. Okay, what's the lifespan on them versus rubber? Uh, about two days. <laughs> <laughs> two, two more days. Two additional days. <laughs> they, they have they have some sort of a they have some sort of a warranty on them. I can't remember what it is, and we don't sell them and install them. All I know is that they work really good. Right. Okay. Right. Can you explain what the benefits of them are versus rubber? Well, most of the bushings you put in, like what brand is your truck? It's a Peterbilt 389. Okay, and you've got the low air leaf suspension? Yes. Okay, so that leaf spring comes up over the axle, goes forward, and a pin is pressed into it with a rubber in it, and then it's bolted to a hanger, correct? Yes. All right, the rubber gets bonded to the metal sleeve, and it gets bonded to the leaf spring, so its ability to pivot is restricted, which causes more rough ride and causes tearing eventually of the rubber. The atro bushing slides in and doesn't bond so that the leaf spring can pivot on it, which gives you a better ride. Okay. Okay, that answers my question. Okay, they got more design stuff in there that I'm not, I don't, don't care about. You know, it, it's a good bushing, gives you a good ride and good life, and gives you a warranty. 
Okay. Good enough. All right. All right, All right. buddy. All right. That's Thank you. That's what we know. Yeah, have a good day. All right. Yep. That's um. It's it's a good piece of material out there. A lot of a lot of our guys use it. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's. Yeah, not not much more to go. On. We've had several people go to a shop and have the outro bushings put in, and then call back and say, "My truck's never ridden that smooth." Right. So there's also yeah, we've we've had issues, and whether it's with new, with OE, with uh, rubber replacement, or with outro, where uh, after installation it didn't take six weeks and uh, everything was destroyed. So there, whether there's a different mechanical issue with your truck that wasn't addressed when everything was pulled apart. Uh, well, one of the things that can happen from my experience putting bushings in years ago is when you press that pin into the leaf spring, mm-hmm. there's holes in the pin that bolt directly to the hanger. Yes. If you press it in at the wrong angle, you have to twist the pin in the leaf spring to get the bolt to go through. And now you're stretching and presetting the rubber and prematurely wearing them out. Right. You have to be very precise on how you put it in. Especially anything with a key, yes. Right, yeah. All right. Okay. Well, we got uh, two more callers here. I don't know what this, this is unknown, and I'm not really sure what this This could actually be spam for all I know. Uh, hello, 239920. Hey, I got a uh, couple of hello. questions. One, I have, uh, I located some feathered wear on the right front sphere. Now, keep in mind, I have the tow and tandem system. So, right away, I thought it was wheel cut. It was not. So, these are bridge stones, and they have the little slits in the center. You were right. They're, unless you go for those slits, you can't find the feathered wear. So, what I did right. was rotated um, the steers, realigned the truck. And I noticed, mm-hmm. I, you know, I was directly, I was shooting straight. So that would make sense why the right outside was uh, getting worn. My question to you now is how long before the slits that are now on the driver's side will wear smooth? Well, that depends on how severely wrong it was. But assuming it was the toe end was, off was a, half a little inch. bit heavy, is that right? The, the toe end was exactly a 16. No, no, no. The toe was exactly oh, okay. a 16. The rear drive was dead straight, five, and then the uh, second axle was to the left, a half inch. Okay, so you were a half inch off of the idea. Uh, third or second inch. I, I would Correct. say within 30 days the feathering should be gone. Yeah. Okay. Less than 10,000 miles. Yeah, yeah, 10,000 miles or so, that feathering should flatten out. Yep. Now, here's my other and question, too, is... Go ahead. No, go ahead. I've got one. Okay. When you rotated, did you just swap it side to side or did you keep it directional? No, I swapped them side to side. I did not dismount. Okay. That's fine. Yes, it will solve it very Okay, that's that's no problem then. Okay. Okay. And then the other question was when... When I do this, this alignment, why is it when I pull forward, take my measurements, I do the toe first, come take my other measurement, I'll make an adjustment, reverse it, pull forward, reverse it, pull forward, and then stop. Why in the hell am I getting the same numbers? But if I don't do any of that and I make my adjustments, why do I get the numbers that I want? And that's fine. In other words, if you adjust it and don't move the truck, you get the number you expect. But when you move the truck, it does something different. Is that right? It gives me the same number. And then I start second-guessing myself, pulling out the shim, going right back to square one. And then I get it uh, without moving, you know, dancing around with the truck, whatever. I'll drive it for a day, and I'll, I'll just do it right when I stop with the trailer on. I'm dead nuts. Mm-hmm. Okay. Is that just, this am I being a little too anal about it? No, no, no. You're, you're experiencing what we experienced years ago when we developed this. Right. Conventional alignment process measures a truck sitting still on an artificial surface until it measures right. And they don't recognize that the load and torque and drag applied to the axles and tires changes the alignment in its operating condition. We want to measure it so that under load and drag, it's where we want it, not when it's sitting at the artificial surface. So 
So we have fought with this off and on through the years. Now, depending on how tight the U-bolts are, how much give there is in the bushings, how much the leash springs compress when the load hits it, all of those things change the alignment. So you're aiming at a moving target. Right. Now, have you ever shot skeet? Yes. Can you always predict where that skeet play is going to be and hit it every time? Wish I could. <laughs> Wish I could, too. The same problem in aligning the truck. It has moving the frame flexes, the leash springs flex, the bushings compress, things change, and you have to get all of those all those various factors in place to find out where you're going to be. And when you measure it with a load on, when you've driven up after you've been driving straight for a long time and measured, that's the most accurate measurement you're ever going to get. Right. And that's why the steel tire, whether it's feathering or not, is actually telling you the real story of whether it's aligned when it's driving. Correct. Okay. So then, in theory, once I pull up to you know, verify and do whatever, if I make any adjustments, just it's going to be because, you know, on the ground, it is what it is, then try it the next day since I have the ability, correct? Yes, yes. That's the optimum way to do it. What we really would like to do is figure out a system that is cost-effective yeah. that we could mount on a truck and a trailer to measure the alignment while you're driving. Right, right. And all we have, unfortunately, is the tires that are showing you the wear from not being aligned while you're driving. Yeah, and they, well, you guys are right. They, they do have that hidden. I mean, you've got to – when you just look at the tire and you put your hand going, it, it's smooth. But when you just focus in yep. on just those little slips, there's your key indicator right there. Yep, I'd love to have it on oh. all the steer tires. But already, that, uh, that answers everything. But right. you have yourself a great day. Yes, you as well. Thank call. you. Thanks a lot. Mm-hmm. All right. All right. So uh, just real quick, uh, how long ago, under what conditions did this whole issue start? Uh, questioning whether or not our, uh, the alignments we were getting okay. were actually accurate. I ran into a fellow named Bill Boyce. Bill Billy, I heard uh, him referred to as Billius Bill from over the hill. That's Billius Bill from over the hill. All right. He was a uh, general tire engineer of commercial tires. Okay. It was during the transition between bias ply and radial tires. And he was frustrated that they knew how to set up a truck and the bias ply tires would appear to wear okay. But when you put radial tires in the same truck, they all were funny. Weird. Why are the radial tires wearing funny? And so he started... He left General, and he started doing his own testing to figure out why it was working. I bumped into him, and I started working with him for several years doing research and development. What's wrong? Is it the alignment settings? Are the tires defective? Is it the process we're using to set the alignment? Is it the way we measure the truck that's wrong? And we found it was some of all of that. And until we worked out each individual thing, we couldn't predict what the tire was going to do when we put it on a truck. Once we figured it out, we could measure a truck and say, okay, put new tires on it, and this is the way they're going to wear. Or we could walk up to a truck that had funny wear, and we say, this is what we're going to find when we measure the truck. Right. Then we just started doing alignments, and we gradually developed different tools that would be more efficient and more gradually, easily. Because it, it doesn't take a real complicated machine to do it. It just takes a, a measuring system that is using the correct process so that you can set it right to get what you want. So it all started back in the early 80s. Early 80s. For me. Okay. Yeah, I recall a, um, let's see, a system of surgical rubber bands. Yes, we had surgical rubber bands that were mounted to bars that would center underneath the axle, and we used those as sight guides to aim through the center of the truck to figure out where the axles were going. Right. Yes, that's a, another familiar uh, setup. And let's see. There was a there was a study you did an attempt to create an alignment system a laser guided alignment system. Yeah, there was some engineers came to me and they wanted to build a laser system to do what we were doing with rubber bands, but you turn an engineer loose on something like that and it immediately got it completely complicated. They were using reflective mirrors and that was complicated and Target and they wanted system. to computerize it and that got costly. Amazing had programming. And so we, that whole thing died. Right. And then 
I ran into this uh, Jack fella. Jack Hobson. Jack Hobson, and we developed these lasers, simple tools that would do what we wanted to do. Right, right. Took it uh, very, very simple. Fortunately, it was a, he was an engineer also, and an engineer that was focused on making simpler equipment. Yeah, he's a kiss. He's a kiss engineer. Yes. Keep it simple, Keep it stupid. Simple. Right. <clears throat> yep. So that's where that's where it started, and that's where it ended up twenty uh, some years ago after thirty some years of. Struggling. The laser system we're using now, we developed in 1996. Right. And that was, yes. And the uh, the methods that we have, if, if, if the strings and the tape measures and the lasers didn't agree, then we would have had to keep trying. The, what, what we told with Jack when he said we can build the lasers, we said, I'm going to use the string to check your laser. Right. And if the laser and the and string the don't agree, we believe the string because we already know what results we can get with the string. Right. The string and the tire have been agreeing for over yeah, a decade. Why am I going to doubt That's it? the process. And then we developed the laser to become an electric string. Right. Yeah. Right. All right. So we have another one. Uh, Joe, I think, looking for, I don't know, something about coil springs maybe? Oh, thanks for taking my call. Um, a long time no ago, problem. they had... Uh, a long time ago, everybody was, when I got out of high school, everybody was talking about putting tennis balls in tires. Uh, I actually thought about golf throwing balls. A, a, a golf balls, and golf I actually balls. thought about throwing rotwurst in there myself. Maybe that's what you ought to uh-huh. do. Hamburgers. Well, we used golf balls for a while. The first time I heard about it was from some mechanic out in Colorado. And uh, it worked, but unfortunately, golf balls are made with different densities and different hardnesses of coatings, and, and some of them <clears throat> were very hard on the inside liner of the tire. Uh, right. Steel ball bearings could work, but they're really hard on everything, including the rims. And uh, then there's products out now like Equal and Counteract and Magnum, which don't damage anything in there, and they do balance it. Yep. Well, so everybody so, uh, you have about a question the here. So everybody's talking about the powders, and I found out all the tire guys hated that. And so I got Centromatic, mm-hmm. and I thought I was doing right. So I'm going into all these shops with my mm-hmm. Freightliner, and I figured out my yeah. rise, you know, my measurement on the frame off the floor. And I figured out my Copenhagen mm-hmm. was perfect. You know, you just stick the Copenhagen mm-hmm. can in there for your uh, sure. ride belt. Oh, well, sure. anyway. So I'm figuring all this out. I think I'm pretty hot shotter. All these Peterbilt guys come in there and say, look at that. They got coils. And I'm, I'm sitting there going, yeah, well. And then I found out that when that goes bad, you got to gut it. I mean, there's no fixing mm-hmm. that. You just gut the whole damn thing. Well, which one do you think's better? Mm-hmm. Flat springs or cold springs? I just want your opinion. Okay. I've only, I've only had one there's- Peterbilt, and the, and the bottom end went out. I didn't even have it for maybe 5,000 miles, you know. Yeah. So I go. Well- We've got a lot of experience with regular flat springs. Coil springs work if you only need 100,000 miles out of them, but we need 750,000 miles. Okay? So coil springs work fine on cars where you're only trying to get 100,000 miles out of the car and then you can repair it, but I wouldn't go with them. Now, air springs air ride suspensions, they figured out how to make that work pretty good on the rear of the truck and on the trailer. But the problem with air springs on the steer axle is there's too much movement, which interferes with the direct control of the wheels and the steering's not a fan of those on the front of the truck. Yes, yes. Well, I call them coil springs. What I meant is those flat springs that come around and they coil at the end. That's what I meant. Oh, a parabolic spring. Yeah, whatever. A single leaf. Okay, a parabolic spring is opposed to a spring stack. Yeah. (laughs) Well, a freightliner, yeah. A freightliner just got those flat ones that lay on top of each other, you know. That's that's what I always had, and I thought I was big snot. Then I found out all those those Peterboat guys in the shop have those ones that are flat, and they got the coil on the end. They're all talking snot. Then Then I found one guy that said, that thing would that if you go too far on maintenance, not doing the maintenance, you got to gut the whole thing, and it's twenty five grand. And I thought, well, I don't know if he's being taken by the shop or uh, he's I been cooked by somebody because those parabolic springs, those long flat springs, ride softer. The less springs you have, the softer it'll ride, and 
we get 700,000 miles out of those springs without a big deal. Right. And when they go bad, it's no different than when a stack spring goes out. You just replace the pins and bushings and put it back together again. So I'm not excited about that difference. 750. That's a long, yeah, that's a long time. But the front, the front, the fronts are flat, right? The steer axle springs? Yeah, they're yeah, relatively yeah. flat. They have a little arch to them, but not a lot. So they're made on those feeder belts. I can't remember now. I didn't have that truck. That truck was a real nightmare. I'm trying to. Trying to forget it. Trying to, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we've got we've got a couple different. I mean, the the D shaped spring on the front side of a flex air has. Uh, no, he's talking. He's talking about the steer axle springs. This is all steer axle, correct? Yeah, I just, I, just, I just, or are you all the all these guys were looking at me and my freight liner and my flat springs going, yeah. Look at you! Look what I got. I said, "Well, look, you know, and, you're, and, you're, and you're talking, you're and you're talking about the steer axle springs, not the rear springs, right?" Well, I mean, I I, I really don't know anything about. I only I only <laughs> freight liner springs because I go into there was a there was a guy in Oklahoma City that was re, rebuild about, my rebuild my. Uh, are you talking about the drive axle? That they're looking at, or the steer axle that they're looking at? You're talking about the steer axle springs, right? Well, it's just flat versus coiled. Because I used to go in there and throw my springs away whenever I started getting a bad, bad ride. I used to do it all the time. Okay, no, 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 you keep wandering off the path here. Are you talking about the springs that are on your drive axle, or are you talking about the springs that are on your steer axle? On the front of the truck or the back of the truck? The springs, the flat springs on my on my freight liner that I had a long time ago, I go in there and throw those away whenever I start getting there. No, no, stop, 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 stop. Okay. Are you talking about the freight liner springs on the steer axle or are you talking yes. about the springs on the back of the truck? Yes. No, on the, on the, on the front. Okay. Well, on the front. Okay. That's, that's good. Okay, fine. All right. Now I got no problem with that. Okay. Because <laughs> Kevin's just trying to go off and talk about the rear springs and I'm, no, 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 this is the steer axle springs. Okay, so whether they're flat springs, whether they're two-leaf parabolic springs or three-leaf parabolic springs, all of those are fine. 750,000 miles is fairly routine, and we're not excited about it. Right. Well, those guys are all saying, hey, you know, look, I'm better than you. And I just don't know if they were better than me at all. I mean, uh, okay, so you have both, both trucks have flat front springs. I get it. Well, they think they're better than me because right. they have coiled rears. Is, are they really better? You no. think they're better too? No, no, no. They're all about the same. No big deal. Well, I do know. I do know when I get into a Peterbilt, it sure does ride better. They don't get good fuel mileage, but they sure ride better. Yeah, ride and fuel economy are two different discussions. Right. Okay. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> what one person considers a good ride, another person won't. So it's, yeah, that's it's purely subjective. It's hard hard to put a number on that. Yeah. Well, I'd like to have one, but I can. All I, right. I, uh, thank you. But thank you. Thank you. All right, buddy. You thank have you. a good day. All right. Goodbye. Yep. Yeah, it's. Um, I've got guys that claim Volvos ride better than anything. Yep. I've got guys that claim Freightliners ride better than anything. Yep. I mean, yeah. else. I don't think anybody's ever claimed that a Camworth rides better than anything. Oh yeah, uh, there's okay. people that like Camworth. Yeah, <laughs> but if you take parts off of a Kenworth, mm-hmm. and you take parts off of a Peter, and you take parts off of a Freightliner, you can end up with, and you put them all together, you'll have a worthless Peter shaker. A worthless Peter shaker. So it's still a shaker. It's still a it's shaker. A problem. So it's not still a Peter car. Is... It's still worthless. Yes. Okay. <laughs> All right. Um, all right. Well, we're down to no callers on. Anybody wants to follow that up? The number is 855-950-3835. Say that again slower. 855-950-3835. Very good. And uh, based on the calls that we've got there so far, what's the theme for the day? The theme for I don't even remember what the last two calls were. <laughs> what did we talk about? Oh, let's see. We had the guy with the tow and tandem measuring vehicle. Yeah, he was really getting into the tire layer. Okay. Right, and the guy uh, talking about uh, varying suspensions. Okay. So I guess we've got a, the theme being how do you measure what suspension? Uh, the, suspen- the, the suspension doesn't matter to me from alignment. No, no. 
okay? Because we're aligning the tires to get them to roll together. It's the, yes. Recognizing yes. that whatever suspension is there has play in it, and the measurement you get while you're sitting still will be different than the measurement you get after you move the truck. Well, here, okay, I've got a question here for you. It's uh, uh, out there in wild wonderment. Uh, do you have a prediction for the future of truck tires or suspensions? Yes. We're going to go to electric motors. Yes. We're going to have all wheel positions be individually uh, steerable. Individual steering at all positions. Yes. That's interesting. And it will be impossible to align the vehicles. Well, yeah. And they can drive down the road sideways with all the wheels aimed the same way. Crabbing. Yep. Yeah. Does that sound like a good thing? That, so that sounds like an interesting prediction. <laughs> <laughs> the, the issue, the multiple issues being that the all-electric vehicle thing probably isn't going to work. But, but see, see the, the electric motors that are driving the wheels are going to be driven by a diesel engine that will be in the truck to produce the electricity, just like you do railroad trains. But the, as, yes. Okay. So, so they're just going to change the driveline a bit. Yeah. Uh, so that we can have electric motors in the drive. Right. So we can call an electric vehicle. Well, okay. So the question there is what would be the advantage of having an electric motor in the driveline instead of a drive shaft? Oh, if you can eliminate the drive shaft and the gears and everything, you eliminate a lot of wearing parts, a lot of vibrations. Less parts. Less yeah. vibration. Yeah, that's true. A lot of less vibrations. More direct traction to each wheel. So More that traction Because right. the current drive system, if you have a tandem drive with four wheel positions, only one wheel position is driving. Right. And it's moving from position to position. So right. your directional stability is a little bit off. If you had four wheels, all of them driving at the same time, yes, you would have more positive traction. You'd have less jackknife slides and things like that. Things like that, yeah. Okay. Um, more positive acceleration. Yes, you would. You would. So, yeah. Of course, then I could see where a guy would take off and that roll of steel he has on the flatbed would fly off the back of the truck. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's going to go. It's going to go. But right. I think that's the way to do it. We need to we need to copy the railroad trains, right? That have a diesel engine mm -hmm. operating a generator, which turns the wheels with electric motors. Electric motors. That'd be perfect. You, you'd be happy with it. Now the thing that I predict about all of that is you're still going to need a proper suspension to carry the load. And right now, I don't know of a configuration that works better than a solid frame, a solid axle. And a spring suspension. Well, air leaf suspension works fine, but... Okay. So th with all of that all together, we're still going to end up with the same kind of alignment that we do now. Pretty much, yeah. Yes. Do you, do you realize that the large Terex construction dump trucks that you see... Yes, yes. That, that those, those are, are electric. Diesel-powered electric motors driving the vehicle. Right. Same thing as railroad trains. Right, right. Yeah. They are they're really big. They're really uh, yeah quite a machine. We need to we need to copy. Them. All right. Well, we I want three want, more calls. Here. I want that in my pickup truck. Two of them are processing audio, so I'm gonna go to the one that isn't. So uh, go ahead and pull that one up. Oh, this here. is Brett, maybe. Yeah. Hello, Hello Brett. Brett. Hello. How are y'all? What's up? Well, we're good. Yourself? I'm good. Uh, I have an issue, of course, with an alignment. I had done it at a TA truck stop. And what happened, I, uh -huh. I ran over a ramp, uh, like off of a hot shop trailer that they, that I couldn't get over yeah. and I busted a belt in a right front tire a few couple weeks back. Uh -huh. So automatically yeah. I'm taking off to the right really bad. So I go in to get a new tire. They do a three axle alignment. Now all my drive tires are, I guess, feathered. They're really rough when you run your hand across them. And my left uh -huh. front steer tire is wearing on the outer edge, uh, the first two, you know, the outer edge and the, and the rib end from it. And I was wondering what they meant. Okay. All right. All right. Let's, let's start with your drive tires right. that you say are all rough now. Is right. it when you slide your hand across the tire or when you slide your hand around the tire? Around the tire. Right. So as you slide your hand around the tire from the front of the truck toward the back, it feels very sharp. When you slide your hand from the back toward the front, it feels smooth. Correct. That's engine torque and brake application that has nothing to do with the alignment. Right. The drive tires do the pushing. They don't get pushed. Yeah, they torque the tire, and that creates that heel and toe wear on the drive tires. Okay. Okay? 
All right. All right. So now let's look at the steer tires. You say this, the left front steer tire is wearing on the outside shoulder, right? And the one rib in from the outside shoulder, correct. Okay, that's fine. Have you slid your hand across that tire back and forth to see if there's any feathered wear there? I don't feel Not that. I just see that funny wear. Okay, that's fine. Uh, so you don't feel any feathered wear on either steer tire, but you do see the outside shoulder and the first rib in on the left front, correct? Correct. Is this a Peterbilt or a Kenworth? Freightliner. It's a Freightliner. 2016 Freightliner. Oh, it's a freight shaker. Yeah. 2016 freight shaker. Did they rotate that tire from the other side, or has it always been there on the left side? That's the one that's always It's always been on the left side. Okay. And what inflation are you running in the tires? 100 pounds. All right. And do you know what the pressure is listed on the sidewall of that tire? That I do not. I know that it is a good year, and it's a 16-ply. Okay. So it'll say 123 on the sidewall then. Okay. Do you have a 13,000-pound front axle or a 12,000? 12,000. 12,000. Okay. Yes. So at 12,000 pounds on your front axle, you're going to carry about 6,000 pounds on each steer tire. And that tire says if you had a 14-ply, that would be the correct tire for the axle. The 16-ply is a little heavier. That's not a problem. But a 14-ply tire would say that it can carry 6,175 pounds of load if you put 110 PSI in it. If you put 100 PSI in it, that tire can only carry 5,800 pounds of load. Mm -hmm. You're underinflated. Well, now let me throw a different angle at this, though. I work for a power-only mm -hmm. company, and almost mm -hmm. all everything we do is empty or I'm bobtailing. Okay, so when that truck is empty, do you know how much weight's on that steer axle? That I do not. I I, I just got this truck. About 11,200 11, okay. pounds. Okay? okay. Now, if you're completely empty and you're driving down the road and the tire says, oh, cool, it's only 11,000 pounds. That means I only got 5,500 pounds on each tire. I'm doing good. I'm cruising down the road, right? Right. And then you step on the brakes. And now the steer tire is trying to grip the road and stop you, and then the load shifts to the front, and you know how much load's on that tire then? No. About 14,000. Okay. And under stress during braking is when that tire is saying, yeah, I don't have enough air, and it starts wearing funny. Okay. All right. So, so how much air do you think I, I don't should care put what in that you, tire then? All right. What we have found on today's modern fuel-efficient tires is the 110 on the sidewall is the minimum pressure to carry the load specified on the tire. We find okay. to get the best tire wear, we take whatever is on the sidewall and add 10 pounds to it. Okay. So I would be running that tire at about 120. About 120. Okay. All right. Yep. Now, if, now. if that tire was was on an axle with a 13,000-pound front axle on a truck. Mm -hmm. Then the tire says, I can carry 6,600 pounds if you put 123 in me. And in that case, then I would want 130. Right. 130. Okay. As much air as you All can All right. More air okay. Okay. Now, where I got that funny wear, if I swap them tires around, mm -hmm. will that help me so I can finish no, wearing no. my tire out? No. You'll finish wearing it out anyway, and it doesn't matter where you put it. Now, let me explain why. Okay. If you had a pair of dual tires made it up as a pair on one part of your truck, mm -hmm. and you had one tire taller than the other tire in the dual, which one would wear out first? Uh, I'm not sure. Which one? The short one. The short the tall one's yeah, going to carry more would. weight. Right. And the tall one's going to travel 10 feet, and the short one's going to try to travel 9 to 10 inches, and the short one's going to drag to keep up, and then it's going to wear off. That makes sense? Okay. Yeah, that makes sense, yes. On your steer tire, you have five ribs on that steer tire. Each one of those ribs is like a separate tire. You now have two ribs that are shorter than the other three ribs, don't you? Correct. You have two short tires and three tall tires. I don't care what you do, those short tires are going to drag and wear out faster than the three tall ones, and there's nothing you can do to stop it. So okay. functionally, practically, if you can see the tire wear, that tire is already done. And you're just going to watch it die. just a matter of a few thousand miles, and it's going to wear out. Okay? Okay. Okay. All right. All right, I buddy. I appreciate it. Right. Thank you. You have a great day. Bye-bye. Right. Bye-bye. You too. Bye-bye. <laughs>
Now, I still personally don't think much of taking a vehicle to a TA to get an alignment done at this I point. wasn't going to do that kind of thing. <laughs> but that's just me. Yeah, going by the where itself that is described. Yep. These are all the things that I can see. However, it's, I would still rather that you take it to somebody. Yeah, but so far, he never gave me any information that said the alignment was wrong. Right. Okay. I'm not saying it's right, but nothing he told me he yeah. says it's wrong. All right. What else we got on the phone? We got one more. It still says processing audio. Well, let's find out who it is. Forever. So we'll go with this. Uh, this. Probably his name is Hal. It's a mystery caller. Yes. Hello, yes, it Hal. Is. yes, sir. This is Hal. Uh, I have What's a... I have a uh, 24 straight truck, brand new truck, and I'm using a pusher axle underneath it. It's a straight truck, and uh, mm-hmm. the tires are on the pusher axle are wearing the same amount on each side, and both are wearing on the inside. Mm. Have you, and I'm, have you I'm, jacked it up to see if those wheel bearings are tight? Oh, no, I haven't. Anytime I get inside edge wear close to the frame, the first thing I'm doing is jacking it up and see if the bearings are tight. Right, because okay. even new, it could be wrong. What brand is it? What's that? The truck. It's uh, Kenworth. Uh, Kenworth. Okay, is the pusher axle a steerable or non-steerable? Yes, it's steerable. It turns with the front end when it's down. Okay, so you not only need to check the wheel bearings, you need to have somebody check the toe on that steerable axle. Maybe you got the toe set wrong. Yeah, yeah just put oh. your hand across the tire, see if it's got any feathering. If it does, problem's probably the toe. Okay? Okay, all right. All right, that helps be out. Right. Good luck to you. All right, thank you. All right, bye. Okay, right. I was thinking about something I was going to talk about, and then I forgot what it was, and so you, you think about You never forget what you're talking about. Probably anymore. do. Hmm. It was going to be a good one. Was it? Yeah. But it's uh, uh, did it have to do with tags? Or no, it had to do with dessert. Dessert. Desserts. Chocolate cake, lemon meringue pie, healthy foods. Healthy foods. Ice cream on the side. With ice cream. Yes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but you forgot what it was? Uh, well, no. That was the thing that came up, but I still don't remember the thing that I was going to talk about. <laughs> But, oh, oh, I know what it was. I know what it was. You know I got a was. call from a guy that's got a problem, and he's trying to figure out how to fix it. He He's an outside alignment guy, and he was going to a particular fleet. Mm-hmm. And this fleet bought these new straight trucks. This okay. guy with a straight truck reminded me of it, okay? And the problem they got, they got these big box on the back like a U-Haul truck, okay? Correct. And it's spring suspension, front and back, uh-huh. okay? Front and back, good. And the door they've got is 12 foot 6, no, 12 okay. foot 3. Okay. All right. Okay. And if you measure the truck on flat ground to the top of that, it's 12 2. Okay. Okay. But when they try to back into their loading dock, they're backing uphill. And the minute they get to the door, it tilts and goes level. And because of the tilt, when they come up, their boxes are hitting the door. <laughs> and they're trying to figure out how to lower the back end of their truck so they can get them in the door without smashing. Uh, but they're spring ride. Spring ride. Uh, Okay. Yeah. Um, we, he sent me pictures. Uh, they're screwed. Yeah. Yeah. There's no. <laughs> so are we going to raise the door <laughs> or Paul? I told him how to fix it. I did. Put smaller tires on. 19.5s. Yeah. So 19.5s all the way around. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So, so, I mean, you could you could let the air out of the tires and back up and then put the air back in. Well, you can't, you can't gain three inches by taking the air out of the tires you're on the rim. No. But if we go to 19.5s, <laughs> then, you can, then you can gain what you need. We'll pick a, and low-profile tires. Low-profile. All right. <laughs> okay. That was my funny. All right. All right. That or dig a hole in the... To lower the road. Lower the road. Don't raise the door. Yeah. 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 Lower the floor. There you go. Okay. So what's going on? Well, that's uh, that's the calls that we have. It's the time. We got about five minutes left here. If anybody has any emergency questions, I can get a nap. Uh, <laughs> you're going to complain about needing a nap now. <laughs> you got six and three quarters days to take a nap. Uh, but I want another one. One more. One more. All right. Well, yeah, that's uh that seems to pretty much be the story. Okay, so uh didn't really develop a theme for the day. Um just cover 
the history of okay speaking of speaking of food speaking of we weren't speaking of food right? i was <laughs> uh, we're gonna we're gonna get off the air here and we're gonna have lunch that's i heard that yeah so do we know what we're getting for lunch no that has not been brought up. do you have any opinions I not at this time. Hot dogs, brats, cheeseburgers. We did the hot dogs yesterday. Oh, forget the hot dogs. Okay, all right. Yeah. We'll have two the healthy food. food. I got back from my cardiologist and I had hot dogs. <laughs> you had a hot That's dog. That's basically what happened. <laughs> yes. Oh, don't mind us. <laughs> but the cardiologist said you were doing okay. Yes. That's why I had the hot dog. Yes. <laughs> All right. All right. Well, actually, we do have two calls now. We'll go for the first one. I think they're talking about trailers, but I'm not sure. Hello, maybe Bruce. Yeah, I'm Bruce. How are y'all doing? Yes. We're doing all right. What's going on? Now, if I heard things right, that trailer you're just talking about that's too tall in the scenario, it's not too tall, but when you back up, it's hitting the top of the door. Mm -hmm. It was was a street truck, not a trailer. Okay. 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 Cause I've run into that scenario and around Cleveland, Ohio and a couple of places and, uh, you had to slide the tandems to the rear of the trailer to back under the door. And then when we were a few feet from mm-hmm. the dock, then the trailer was, uh, was the wrong height. Then you had to slide the tandem back forward. So the back of the trailer was close mm-hmm. enough to the dock for a plate door. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so I guess, I guess mm-hmm. I missed that. I thought it was the trailer. <laughs> No, no, it's it's the same kind of a problem though, and and right, the suspension right. underneath it is springs. And I said, well, there's a riser block between the axle and the spring. It's about three inches too tall. I said, just take that block out and set the leaf springs down on the on the axle. He said, well, if you look right next to it, there's a bumper stop from the frame that is only two inches away from the axle. You can't right. lower it that much. <laughs> I right, said, you're right, screwed. Right, right. <laughs> Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I think out. you're right. They're just gonna have to. They're gonna have to make the the the, the ground further deeper <laughs> or whatever. Yes. Lift the building or lower the ground. Yes, yes. yes. Right. I right, appreciate right. the call, buddy. All right. Take care. All right. Enjoy Thanks for too. calling. Yep. Bye. All right, buddy. All right. We got one more here, Terrence. Uh, also with a suggestion on the door. Yes. All right. So I I want to make sure I heard this right. So. The guy backs through a door down into a loading dock and then it lowers, correct? No, no. He has to he has to back uphill to get to the door. And then once he goes right. through the door, it's level. Okay. But as he backs uphill, it winds up with his tail too tall and, and he winds up hitting things. You know, if, okay. if he levels out, it's fine. Okay, so what he needs to do is have like a double-sided ramp under the tires, like a like a bridge kind, of, you know, come up a ramp, and it's stable and down. Right. So as he comes up, it'll tilt the ass end down, and when he gets down into the dock, you right. just have to figure out where to put that double-sided ramp or build cement, like yeah. pour a pad. If, if he's fully loaded, he can go through the door fine when he backs in, but the minute he's empty, he's screwed. <laughs> so then, uh, then he would have to put them in there because somebody could pulled up. He would raise the front up. It would tip down. You know what I mean? The SM would tip down, right. and then he could oh. roll off that pad and right. come out. What they're doing right now is they've got they can't get into the loading dock, so they back up to the door, and they have a guy with a forklift in there taking stuff off the loading dock and bringing it over and putting it into the back of the truck. Yeah, dangerous. So it's got a load. I was going to say, just throw, just have all the guys in the warehouse climb into the box when it's empty. So it drops <laughs> uh, That's a good idea too. But you know what I mean? I think if they did made like a, a put wood together, you know, you cut it on that angle and it would pivot it like that. But you just sure. have to make sure it would be secure. You know? Yeah, yeah. That's, a, so, it's, that's it's all I got. I mean, it's something to think of. You know, instead of if, if he doesn't want to spend the money to raise yeah. the door, it would. Be cheaper to do that, yep. you know. Right. Especially with the same Alrighty. All right, guys. Thanks for Later. calling, buddy. Right. Bye. Yep. Bye. Bye. All right. One more uh, tire wear issue. This, well, hello. Uh, How are you guys today? You're on the air. We're good. You? Oh, I'm doing fantastic. Driving over the scenic country of '89. Um, I do cool. uh, Salt Lake City to Phoenix with uh, steel mm-hmm. back and forth all the time, and mm-hmm. I've got some drive wear that's starting to bother me. The brand new set of drives, I've only had them on for about 10,000 miles. The front axle got put on about a 
a week and a half, two weeks before the rear axle, which is actual drive axle. But anyway, I've got outside and inside edge wear. It's like the center of the tire is getting taller and taller and taller on all so this four is on tires all across the tires. that axle. All four tires across okay. the front axle, yes. Okay, and what brand of a tire is it? Uh, weird brand. I don't even remember. Weird name. I can't even pronounce. One hung low from China. Right? <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. Some cheap. You mean Goodyear? Cheap. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And what inflation yeah, are you running? Tire. Uh, uh, 100 pounds. Sorry. All right. By buying a cheap tire, and you run it what 70 miles an hour? Uh, try to run about 65. I'm centrifugal force stretches that tire and makes it taller when you're under speed like that. Does that make sense? Okay. Yeah. And if the tire is not built strong enough, center of the tire will grow more than the outside ribs because they're hooked to the sidewall. Can you see that? Okay. Yeah. So now the middle ribs are taller than the two outside ribs. And so you have three tall tires in the middle and two short tires on the outside, and the outside wears off. Does that make sense? I thought maybe it had something to do with all the climbing and up and down and the curvy roads that you're running up 89. We have this exact same problem on 315 wide tires and 385 wide tires and four and a quarter. The big wide float tires, you go too fast with them and the centrifugal force stretches the middle up and you lose both shoulders all the time. We bring in some of these imported tires that weren't tested the same way your premium tires are. Don't maintain that flat profile under high speed and you wind up losing both shoulders on all the tires. Now, did I miss something? You, you said this is all four across the tire. This is one drive axle, right? Well, one yeah, axle replaced axle, the front one. a week or two for the other wire. So they got a few more yeah. miles on them. All right, all right. Okay. All right. The other thing that, to point out, and I assume that the other axle got the same brand tires, right? Uh, Yes, they did. It, it's a cap. Okay. I think it's Capson or Capson or something like that. It starts with a okay. K. Yeah. Get them around. Okay. So I wouldn't be surprised that the other axle will eventually develop the thing. But the other thing to remember is that the rear drive axle tends to wear faster than the front drive axle. So sometimes it will minimize the patterns compared to what you see on the front drive axle. Right, right. When you talk about those curves you're going through, the, the, the rear drive axle sweeps through turns. And it's scuffing that pattern. So off. the front drive axle exposes patterns and the rear drive axle wipes them out. So as you rotate your tires, you'll keep ahead of it. So since it, since they're already probably two thirty seconds taller on the outer edge, should I try to rotate those to the back axle? And yeah, definitely the put them in the back and see if you can get it, see if you can get them to flatten out. Yep. Okay. That was kind of what I was wondering. All right. I guess I'll try that and see All if right. it evens out a little better. Maybe drive a little slower. You betcha. Drive safe out there. <laughs> yes. I appreciate All right. Bye bye. Bye bye. Yep. All right. Okay, are we done? That's uh, that's all the calls. That's all the callers. We're four minutes call. over. They're going to charge us extra for the extra four yeah, minutes. Yeah, that's the. Uh, we don't want to go over. Can't handle that. Kevin Rutherford wants money for a minute. I don't want to get in trouble. It's been fun. <laughs> it's been real, but ain't been real fun. And we'll talk to you guys next week. Next week with you on the road and me in here. Bye. Uh, looking forward to it. Talk to you all next week.